0: If you allow yourself to dream, vividly imagine it in your mind, speak it out in faith, then according to God's word, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believing, you shall receive. Webster's defines lazy as disinclined to activity or exertion, not energetic or vigorous. Did you know people can have lazy faith? Welcome to All Things Are Possible podcast with your host, S.T. Smith, where you'll get the uncompromised Word of God in bite-sized nuggets. So grab your Bible and get ready for some good news. Now here's your host, S.T. Smith. Hello and welcome to episode 27 of All Things Are Possible. I'm your host, S.T. Smith, reminding you that Jesus is Lord and all things are possible if you can believe, because the mystery has been revealed, Christ lives in us. So with the word of God open on the screen in front of me, let's look at this week's nugget. Listen, it's very important to hear God's word intelligently, then put some action to your faith. See, sometimes people hear positive messages about faith, but they they only get the formula. They don't necessarily have the principle of seed time and harvest established in, in, in in a renewed mind. Sometimes they don't use common sense. So in essence, they weren't being obedient to God's word. They weren't doing anything. Remember, confession and faith are powerful when coupled with doing the Word of God. It's so important to have the doing. Over the years, I've seen some people miss it in the their walk of faith. Some people act on the Word but miss God by trying to substitute faith for good business practices. When they hear about faith principles and learn the importance of confession, they go off on a tangent, throwing away all common sense and all good business practices. So don't substitute faith for good business practices and don't substitute good business practices for faith. You have to put the two together. Use faith in all your business practices. When you start saying good things about your work and then put the work in, (laughs) your results will will be amazing. Let me give you an example of how to act on the word to sow the seed. Let's say the Lord puts on your heart to give, oh, $30 to someone. The word of God concerning giving in Luke 6.38 says, "'Give and it shall be given to you, good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over.'" In order to sow the seed, you must do what this verse says. Luke 6.38 will not work unless you observe the principles of the laws of prosperity. You can't just know what the Word says without giving. You You must give in order to claim this promise. Make sense? Give and it shall be given. The phrase shall be is future tense. The promise is before you. It doesn't germinate and begin to produce until you do what God's Word says. Remember James says in chapter one, be doers of the Word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. You see, many people are actually deceiving themselves when they mentally assent to the Word but aren't actual doers of the word. And in chapter two, he says that faith without corresponding action is dead. The moment you give that $30, you can speak that promise into your heart, your, your imagination, because you've been obedient to God. Instead of saying, it shall be given unto me, you can say, Father, your word says given, it shall be given unto me. Then, because I have given, It is given unto me. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over. That is present tense. It is given now. Before you obeyed, the return from giving was shall be. But see, after you obeyed, by giving, your confession changed to it is given to me. Get it? What I'm saying is you need to say before you see. Once you've acted, you can take God's word and put it in the present tense. Father, because I have given, it is given unto me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Now don't worry that you don't have it physically in your hand yet. You don't have to physically see it. Just trust God. He would never lie to you. Continue to sow the word of God into your heart by your words. Let them soak into your imagination. Roll those words over and over again in your imagination. Meditate on them. Say, thank you, Father, it is given unto me. I'm believing for a hundredfold return in the name of Jesus and it's coming to me. The blessings are overtaking me because I sow bountifully and I reap bountifully. I have all sufficiency in all things and I abound to every good work. The Lord is my shepherd and I do not want. Now, let me just say that it's important to speak the words out loud. (laughs) As we've seen in previous podcasts, the way you sow the word of God is to hear your voice, speak what God's word says. We spoke about this in podcast number six, uh, Keys of the Kingdom number three. Now, that doesn't mean you have to yell it from the mountaintops or at the top of your lungs, but you do need to say your confessions out loud. Paul said, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God in Romans 10, 17. Remember the Greek word uh, we spoke about before in in this verse, it's a rhema, the revealed or spoken word. And by rhema of God in this verse, Paul's referring to a portion of scripture. He doesn't mean the whole Bible or, or what we know as the logos. You know, I'm convinced that Paul was really saying faith comes by hearing yourself speak God's word. I believe this is God's principal way of causing faith to come. God uses it to transfer his faith to you, and it's done through his word. God's word is filled with faith. Therefore, when, when we quote God's word out loud, it imparts faith to us. God has always used this basic principle. He used it when he made his covenant with Abraham. Remember that? In, I think it's Genesis 17, God appeared to Abraham and said, "'I have made you the father of many nations.'" At that time, Abraham and Sarah didn't even have the promised child. But God said, I've already done it. Then God proceeded to set in motion the principle of faith to cause it to come to pass. Well, what do you do? Well, remember, Abraham was 99 years old. Uh, His wife, Sarah, was 90. So in the physical, there was no really natural hope. But the Bible says in Romans 4.18, when there was no hope, Abraham believed in hope. God set this plan in motion by changing Abram's name to Abraham and changing Sarai's name to Sarah. You see, Abraham meant father of many nations or father of a multitude. And Sarah meant mother of nations or mother of multitudes. When when God renamed them, he forced them into saying, I'm the father of nations and I'm the mother of nations. God set in motion his basic principles of transferring his faith to Abraham and Sarah so that what he had promised would surely come to pass. Every time Abraham said, uh, my name is Abraham, he was basically saying, I'm the father of nations. And every time Sarah said, I'm Sarah, she was saying, I'm the mother of nations, the mother of multitudes, hallelujah. It was the speaking of God's word, which had been spoken to them, that caused faith to come. Every time someone said, hey, Abraham, what should we do? He didn't hear Abraham. He heard father of nations. (laughs) Can you imagine what that did to his faith? He heard father of nations. Oh, father of nations. Oh, hey, father of nations. Day in and day out, what God said. He heard what God said. This was as if God had said, thus saith the Lord. Because it was the word of the Lord to Abraham and Sarah that it caused faith to come. Faith is sufficient to cause the promise to come to pass. Wow. This has always been God's method. It's still God's method today. Faith in God comes by hearing the word of God. When God wants a harvest, he himself plants a seed. So understand that the seed has always existed. The kingdom of God has always worked in the same way by sowing seeds because the seed, the word of God, which is Jesus has always existed and always will. In fact, in Genesis 8.22, it says, "'As long as the earth remains, "'seed time and harvest will never cease.'" We see in Genesis 3.15 that Jesus is considered the seed. In this verse, God said to the serpent, "'I will put enmity between you and the woman "'and between your seed and her seed. "'It shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel.'" The seed God is talking about is Jesus. God made the promise of the covenant to Abraham and his seed. It says, Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He said not, And to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ, it says in Galatians 3.16. In Genesis 17.7, God said to Abraham, I will establish my covenant between me and you and your seed after you, and their generations for an everlasting covenant. You see, Jesus is the seed, and since Jesus and the Word are one, the seed and the Word is God. All through the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, you'll find that the Word of God is considered to be the seed. In fact, if you look at 1 Peter one twenty three, it says, "'The Word of God lives forever, "'being born again, not of corruptible seed, "'but of incorruptible, by the Word of God, "'which lives and abides forever.'" We've discussed Mark chapter 4 in the past, where Jesus told us the sower that is sowing the seeds is actually sowing the word of God. Remember, according to John's gospel, Jesus and the word are one. Let's read it. It says in John chapter 1, 1 through 3 and verse 14, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. If in the beginning the word was God, then the word is still God over every situation of life, over every circumstance, every challenge, every sickness and disease, over all the curveballs life throws at us. Remember, we are to take dominion over this earth. And remember, you must put some action to your faith. In Psalm 1, 3, it says, Whatsoever he does shall prosper, which means you have to do something. You have to do something. (laughs) Confession and faith are powerful when coupled with doing the word of God. Also remember to use common sense. Don't substitute faith for good common sense and business practices and vice versa. Sow the word of God into your heart, into your imagination. Remember, faith comes by hearing yourself speak God's word. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and come back for the next episode where S.D. Smith teaches how all things are possible through God's Word.